The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. Happy uh, welcome to this Tuesday edition as we are still at the beginning of our week and hope you're having a great week, enjoying the beautiful weather, and uh, just appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day and to spend a few minutes in God's Word this morning. Uh, if you're following along in your scripture, tab- in your Bible, tablet, phone, whatever, we are in the book of Colossians, chapter number 3, and we're finishing up chapter number 3 with a a list of verses that I would say sometimes, if we if we uh, can be taken, can be taken to be almost too abstract, to be complicated to follow. It's not the only time in Scripture that what we're going to look at today has been stated, and not the only time stated by the author Paul. So let's go ahead and read these verses real quick. Colossians chapter three. He's concluding this thought of chapter three uh, with these few words in verse, and these few thoughts in verse twenty-three. He says this: "And whatsoever ye do." Do it heartily as unto the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. One of the things that we see here is this command to do everything as unto the Lord, not to be seen by other people. And I mentioned that this is not the only place in Scripture where this idea has been stated. In the book of Corinthians, Paul tells the church of Corinth, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. In that passage, he's clarifying that there is no small thing to be done, okay? He's saying, I I do really good in church, and I do really good, and I'm serving, and I do really good maybe at work, but in the other areas, it's not important. Well, what he was saying there is, really, every part of our life is important in the aspect of making sure that we strive to honor God. Now, here's the phrase. I've heard it prayed. It's a very good prayer, the idea, Lord, everything we do to honor and glorify you. And I think as good as a phrase as that is, that can be overwhelming if you don't understand the phrase. I have to be really good. I have to be perfect. Everything I do, and again, I think what we do is we take it too much to be this religious, I have to be super spiritual to do it. So let's take a few minutes and unpack these verses that I hope will give us a better understanding of what Paul's trying to teach us here and what we can strive for. Please understand, these are not abstract thoughts. We just kind of sit back and God does it for us. These are things that we choose to do. These are actions that we will choose to do in our Christian life. And uh, we won't always do them. We will have good days and we will have bad days. Uh, You don't fail when you have a bad day and don't walk on arrogant when you have a good day. So let's let's look at these verses real quick. He said, now, please remember, he got done talking about uh, husbands and wives and fathers and parenting and, and, and serving and working for our employers or masters, whatever term he you want to use. And he says this, so he kind of concludes it all. Whatsoever ye do, whatever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not unto men. Don't don't make it light. Don't Don't take this no big deal. And, and, and by the way, he says, do it heartily, do it with true sincerity. Why? Not to be seen by other people. I'm not working hard in my job just for the boss to see me. And please understand, if I do it to please God, the boss will see it. If I do it to please God, other employees will see it, which will have its pros and cons, right? There are going to be sometimes you're going to be around other people who you, when a good work ethic will encourage them, will help them, uh, will, as a boss, will get their attention. Uh, you're going to find some that aren't going to like that because 
Uh, when you do well, it's going to point out those who may not. And don't get me wrong, we're not trying to be better than other people, but we're also not trying to just skirt the line. Okay, this is what everyone else does, and if I can be just a little bit above them, well, then I'm doing good. Well, you might be doing good in the eyes of, okay, you're not as bad as the worst person, but the question is not, are you better than everyone else, and are you just enough where your boss is off of your case? The question comes, are you doing your work to be seen by God? Are you doing it to the best of your ability? Are you doing everything you can to the best of your ability, knowing that God is watching what you're doing? It doesn't really matter what other people see. The question is, God has given you an opportunity. What I really see in these three verses is a divine opportunity. A divine opportunity. God has given you opportunities. God has given you gifts. God has given you time and ability and all, talent and all these things. So the question comes, what am I doing with these things? At work, in my, my family, my marriage, in ministry? I, I have opportunities in front of me. Some of them I've embraced, some of them I have not, maybe. Am I embracing the opportunities? And what opportunities are there? Am I doing everything I can with them? The best of my ability with them. So whatever I'm doing, from serving God to uh, working with my family, loving my kids, what am, am I doing my best as to God, not unto me? He says, why? Knowing, verse 24, knowing that of the Lord you receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So there's two thoughts in understanding this. First of all, any reward that's going to come really comes from God. It doesn't come from surrounding us. You know, ultimately, what happens at work and everything else really is God's hand working in my life. And so sometimes he's going to say, listen, you're in a really hard circumstance or you're in an uncomfortable circumstance or kind of a circumstance where you feel like you've hit the ceiling, you can't move, whatever it is. So do everything you can in that circumstance and, and, and let God take care of those details. So any, as he says, um, any reward will come, any blessing or things of that nature will come from him. But this is not only in the human realm, which it is, it's also long-term. Because one day the Bible tells us again, Paul says in Corinthians, that we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we give an account to the Lord. We'll receive a reward for what we've done. Some would say that God is going to bless us for good and punish us for bad. I, in my position, I believe that in, in the idea of punishing us for bad and the sin, God dealt with the sin at the cross. I, I just don't think we're going to get up there and God's going to point out all of our our failures, and what I mean by that, by sin, at the judgment seat of Christ. Here's what I believe. I believe that God is going to ask us, and we're going to talk about every opportunity we've been given, these divine opportunities we've been given, the gifts, the abilities, and then the obvious needs in front of us. And then the question is, what did I do with that as a father, as a husband? What did I do with that as a servant of God in my church, in my community? What have I done with all that God has given me to minister to others? And when I stand before God, all of the money and all the position, all the wealth won't matter. The question is going to be, it's going to be very clear to me that all of my, my time on earth was not about money or houses or cars, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But that really wasn't it. When I get to heaven and the earthly perspective is gone and I'm now in eternity, I'm going to look back on my life and say, wow, my, th my thinking was wrong. And it's, it's different. I'll be in my glorified body in front of Jesus. It'll, it's not something we, we can't have that perspective now. But we should strive to have a perspective that what we have in front of us, the time, our talents, our treasures, our time, all these things are given us by God to invest in for Him. And when I stand before God, what I did temporarily won't matter. What I did as a father, a husband, a wife, a, a teen, what I did as a servant of God, what I did with my time, my talents, and treasures, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an account before God. How did I use those for Him? Then he says in something in verse 25, which I love this because it evens the playing field. But he that doeth wrong 
shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. You have an even, even playing field here. Here's my point. You're not going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and see certain preachers lifted up because the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. They have been given greater opportunity. Therefore, the expectation on them is higher. Um, I'm saying is this. God is not going to look down and say, well, you were well known on earth and I didn't really know you at all. There is no respect of persons. God doesn't care about the positions we held. God doesn't care about how the world viewed us, whether we were recognized or whether no one else but the people in our church knew us. God doesn't care. There's no respect of persons. He's not going to say, well, you know what? You know, you, you, you were, you know, maybe not as talented as someone else. No big deal. God's not going to give an excuse for that. God's going to say, I have given you these opportunities. What'd you do with them? Again, he's not asking for success. He's not saying, well, what, this, this, this. He's saying, what did you do? He'll bring the success. He'll bring the, all those other things. The question comes down, what did you do with the time you were given, the talents you were given, and the treasure you were given? And whether you have sitting in a pew and just doing everything you can to serve God and minister to your community that way, or whether we're standing behind a pulpit, God doesn't care about those positions. God says, here's what you've been given, what'd you do with it? There's no respecter of persons. And we like time to use these excuses. I'm not as talented, or this or that, or I don't know if I want it, I'm nervous, all the... Here's the key. You've been given great opportunities. You've been given something. And some of us, we're going to have to sit back and say, God, I really don't know what my gift is right now. So let's take some time and dig in. What is my gift? What can I do for God? And we maybe have to take some steps to figure that out. And we spend some time with God. But as we do that, the opportunities in front of us, as we learn and grow in Christ, are there. So what are we doing? What are we doing with the small or large opportunity in front of us right now? Here's another one. What are we doing when we see the needs? And God is, let me tell you, sometimes we see the needs around us and we say, man, someone needs to solve that. And instead of it being, hey, someone else needs to solve that, God may be saying, I'm allowing you to see the need because I need you. I brought you here for that, for that situation. Help, uh, maybe, maybe keep our eyes open to the opportunities in front of us and the time God's given us and see these divine opportunities as ways to glorify God. And yes, because we're going to stand before God and give an account for it, but because we have been given such a short time and may we give our attention and time to that in every part of our lives that God has given to us. Thanks again for joining us on this Tuesday morning, uh, giving me a chance to be part of your day. Greatly appreciate the privilege. Hope it's an encouragement. I hope we embrace everything we've been given because we will stand before God one day and that's all that really is going to matter. Thanks again for the time you've given to me. We hope you join us again tomorrow.